Coach Dick. What is thy bidding, my master? This landing is going to get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh God, oh God, we're all going to die? Perhaps today is a good day to die. Someone ever tries to kill you, you try to kill him right back. Control, control, you must control. We are controlling transmission. Captain, incoming message. Also... I can kill you with my brain. Make it so. Culture, dig. Oh, God. Oh, that feels so amazing to say out loud. You are listening to the Culture Dig podcast. And this is what my mic actually should sound like. God damn it. You see, I recorded in 800 hertz instead of 44,100 hertz. Because when I was trying to figure out last time how to make the file size smaller so people could actually download it, I changed some settings and then forgot to change them back. It's a bit of a learning curve. So anyways, as promised... Hi, this is Jeff. As Ernest Hemingway said, the first draft of anything is shit. Sorry about the audio issues we had this week. If it ever happens again, I swear I will feel really bad about it, and I will run this exact same audio. Hopefully, it won't happen again. This time on the show, on this week's Big Dig, we discuss The Walking Dead season finale, how the show diverges, converges from the comic book, what's next for season six, and the... Zombie March Madness Tournament. Then a visit from the unrepentant list man and his top 10 guilty pleasure movies. On What's Happening, Man, we discuss German Wings Flight 4U9525, Leave It to the Right Wing to Never Let a Good Tragedy Go to Waste, Indiana's Anti-Gay Laws, It's Okay to Drink Poison, But I'm Not Going to, and Ted Cruz's Hippocratic Oaf. On Cool Shit, I tell you about the 2015 Gold Flush and Could Goonerbaiters Save the World? In this week's Secretly Awesome, we talk about Pontypool. 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 And then we end with ranting and ravings from the Dope Box. And now here's Buchanan with his pirate impression. This is Culture Dig Podcast coming live at you. This is Buchanan. This is Jimmers. And this is Jeff. All right, guys. Uh, here we are once more. I know our fans have been clamoring for episode two. Remember, so, I have a first things first. A first things first. Well, we have to do the first things first and the rundown. But anyway, I just wanted to do a quick listen, quick thank you to those who've listened to us so far. Jeffrey, take it. I have two first things first. First things first, we're on iTunes now. We Go look for Culture Dig on iTunes. Just search. And second of all, um, ISIS, it, it, it's sad, it's sad. ISIS has taken Tatooine. Oh, I've heard Did you about hear about this. that? Yeah. yeah, I've heard about this also. The, uh, the, the town that inspired... The the name for Luke's home planet has been taken by Oh, ISIS. yeah, Tunisia. Yes, it's in Tunisia. Okay. It's close to where they filmed, but it's not exactly where they filmed, but it's pretty close. So, surprised Luke hasn't handled that uh, yet. I thought you were actually talking about the structures that they <laughs> build out there, because I saw that ISIS was supposed to be getting really close to them. Yeah, they're, they're close. Yeah. Those bastards. But that's not an actual real town, so I don't uh, think they give a fuck. All right, guys. Let's take it away. 
It's the big dig. Are we ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Did anybody catch the series or season finale of Walking Dead? I did. Uh, not only did I catch it, I, I sort of just sat here all day, um, biding my time, waiting for this thing to come on the television. I know it's really sweet, but uh, I, I was, I was all a Twitter with anticipation. I binge watched like the last four or five episodes. Uh, oh, that's right, because you you were behind. Yes, I was a little behind. Yeah, I was a couple seasons behind until about a week ago, and I started binge watching. And yeah, hold on, have you binge watched any of it, or just Jeff? Uh, I have never binge watched You've Walking Dead. I have actually watched every single episode pretty much. From the get go, as, it came, out. as it, it came out, it's fun. It's fun to binge watch that show. No, I was going to say I had the opposite experience with it. I thought it was terrifying. It like, closing in around you. Like it becomes so <laughs> pornographic, and it's not just killing the zombies, the hack, 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 you know all that. But the same kind of like story archetypes emerging over and over. I don't remember them having sex with any of the zombies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pornographic means other things. I'm like, and, um... All right, so the uh, season finale, I don't know, were there any surprises for you guys? Were, were there any expectations built up? Um, yeah. I was surprised at how dumb they still are about, about certain things. Like, when, when the, uh, the back of the semi-trailers popped open. Oh. They, they, yeah. Daryl, they finally learned, when you have a fence... You just working in the coal mines. <laughs> you know, you just, there, you just there use seem, the fence. Seem to be a, a number of different places to go, rather than that car that I was a little mystified but, by. But but they use, but at least they're getting smart enough to use the fence as a as a kill point, as a choke point yeah. to kill the zombies. But haven't they figured out that behind any door? There could be some just. Uh, it, it did seem odd. Give a little knock. Yeah, a little bit contrived. And, and remember, I said since he, since season one that they should knock before they enter to use the doorway well, as a choke point. And that's the other thing: if there were zombies behind the that sliding door of the trailer, and they heard these guys out there talking, they especially heard Aaron taking off the license plate, and still like there's no like beating against the door, nothing like that. That was yeah. That probably seemed a little inconsistent. Because you know. Wait a second! I'm a zombie. Let me spring for surprise here. No, it yeah. doesn't work like that. So that. That was a bit odd. Yeah, that was a little. Let's let's change the rules for a plot point. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a plot contrivance because I would have thought you would walk up and at least tap on the door. Oh, and they would hear a commotion and be like, "Oh, this is full of zombies." And, and the zombies would have heard them and started yeah. like, "Hmm, I'm hungry." Anyway, yeah. that aside, like I thought it was a very fulfilling episode. I absolutely loved. I love actually how Walking Dead is thematically going. Uh, the people are playing out much more, you know, much more smartly than I would have expected. Season one, season two, uh, we don't have those, you know, dumbass horror movie tropes. Uh, they get recycled again and again. I mean, people are really savvy, and I, I tell you what, this is something I actually want to talk about on a later podcast. Is I love how kick-ass these women are on that the show. scene with her and the kid. Explaining oh, the what's going to happen to Oh, them. yeah. Oh, that was fucking awesome. There, there's all sorts of memes going out right now. I was actually looking at that because you know, I'm trying to keep the uh, the Facebook updated with articles. And I stumbled across these uh, Walking Dead memes. And that we had Carol photoshopped in over the cookie monster saying, hey, little boy, want a cookie? <laughs> I mean, that's great. 
she she's easily coming becoming one of my favorite characters. Michonne was already my favorite character on the show anyway, just because she's badass. So she put the sword down. She shouldn't have done that. Well, that kind of world. She need, but no, she needed to come to that realization that that there was never going to be a point where she could come back. There was there's never going to be. That world is over. You got to keep the sword. I mean, think about this. If the if the virus is within all of them. And you already have the you know, the leader of Alexandria and her husband, they you know, they're older. How do you sleep together in the same bed? Like, you know, your husband drops dead of an aneurysm, aneurysm in the middle of the night. The next thing you know, he's gnawing on your throat. I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, in that world, there, there, there is better, but there's no good. Yeah. There's just better and worse. And, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, we had the uh, sort of divergent, convergent storylines with Glenn and Rick. Uh, you know, they, they have the, these options to kill their enemy and the only, the only one who actually gets to is Rick. So what what does that say about that character? Um he's an enforcer. That's that's uh, his job is to keep He's an enforcer safe. and in, in situations like that is a, and in, is an enforcer fit to lead because we know that's where the story's going. Um he enforces to for the betterment of all. So yeah, I think I think. So you're is. saying in this new world, the betterment of all requires an enforcer to lead. Well, because he was a surgeon, I wouldn't have killed him. Are you, Peter was his name Peter. Ah, uh, I think so. That was accidental. Oh, well, hold on, the one he executes at the end. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it would have been like. I you were the guy who got cut with a katana. It was like uh, accidentally. Be like, you are lucky. You have a skill, but guess what? Uh, you get to stay in this, in this house shackled forever, and we'll bring you sick people, and you will treat them. If you refuse, I guess we don't need you anymore. It's true. It's true. Um, anyway, so anything else that came up in the season finale? What are your expectations going forward? Then? Glenn, Glenn is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I'm, Glenn, I'm definitely. glad that he didn't get whacked. But it was kind of like, we won't show how he got out of this, because... He probably wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually looking at that, uh, the, the, the still photo of that, I think it was yesterday morning or this morning, and I'm like, there are three zombies on top of that guy. Yes, what, the what's third he going to do coming. to get out of that? And you know, like, you knew that he was going to come back because uh, I, I guess you guys you guys don't follow the story. Well, after, after what happened to Noah, I wasn't sure, man. That, gr- that uh, death was pretty no, fucking gruesome. No, there, yeah. You, you, Glenn is not disposable yet uh though that's probably uh, on the horizon the fight scenes come speaking as a martial arts nerd the fight scenes were actually pretty good um i like how glenn stomped the leg that's always a, oh yeah always a good one he kind of missed the first time on the second fight i think he made sure to stomp right uh yeah but why, why i mean surely glenn had to realize that was a setup anyway right so you're going back to your point about them being not, you know, there's there's so much savvier, smart. except when they're not. He seems too smart to fall for that. They do that. They do that. They'll be like, you're really smart. And then the next next time it's like, does something really dumb. It's like slight inconsistencies for the show, for the for the purpose of the story on, on their level of intelligence from minute to minute. <laughs> right, right. All right. So uh, you guys, what do you think is coming up next? Um... Well, the wolves. 
the wolves aren't far. Is that what that said at the end? Oh yeah, this is actually this is interesting. There are two things uh, you guys. You, I, I don't believe you have uh, too much knowledge of uh, what's going on in the, the comic books these days. But nope. it's a different name than what this predatory group is going by in the comic books. But you know, I think they're probably the same. And so, for those of you who are listening and don't want things to be spoiled now would be the time to say hey maybe i ought not to listen to because i'm going to mention some spoilery things for the next few minutes Uh, as far as what the what's going on the graphic novels i was actually surprised they didn't include the uh main villain coming up in the season finale as a reveal uh the main villain is uh, the leader of this group i obviously it's not the wolves but uh, his name is negan and i remember five or six months ago, they were talking about casting. The casting of Negan, we still don't know who that is. And uh, I really thought we'd get that. So I was a little disappointed that we did not get we did not get to see the Negan character at all, at least in like some sort of final reveal. Uh, and I'm certain that those who were at the, uh, the canning facility, whatever that was, where the Harvest food truck was, was not present there at all. Uh, but it do- definitely does operate according to the same MO as the Saviors in the comic book series. Uh, but also, we, we, we're seeing already a lot of departures, and that's a, one of the other things I want to talk about was uh, Morgan. What did you guys think about Morgan? Uh, the guy from that rescued him, basically, in the first episode? Lenny James, yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to have a problem with Rick, because, you know, all life is precious. Uh, yeah. That guy right in front I, of him. I love how uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle he's got. Mm, he's very zen and uh, not quite... Well, uh, probably my favorite episode of the series so far was the episode Clear where Rick goes back to get the guns and his, you know, his old town, uh, and he comes up with, he comes up to uh, Morgan, is batshit crazy. With, with all the traps. Yeah, that He's cool. lost his son uh, by that point, and, you know, he's not dealing with reality. Uh, then we have Morgan following the group with his little breadcrumb trail from, <clears throat> well, I know that they film on the southwest side of Atlanta, but... Let's say that that's where this is taking place, all the way to Alexandria, Virginia. Um, that doesn't exactly decree a case for one being sane, but on the other hand, he seems to be doing a lot better than Rick these days. So, what, what do you think? What do you think? Has Lenny? I don't know you guys walked. You, I guess you guys don't want uh, Talking <coughs> Dead afterwards, but Lenny James was on the couch last week and. Uh, he, he's definitely alluding to a backstory with this. He's just not allowed to talk about it. He just doesn't know very much about it yet. Uh, but there's definitely some sort of divergence with what went on in the comic book. Because in the comic book, Morgan went, you know, they went back and got Morgan, who was still in the town, and went to Alexandria, Alexandria from then on. I, I think you're right with the Zen. I think he's embraced this world, good or bad. And uh, he's going live to live in it and do as little harm okay, as possible. Actually, like what you said, like, think about it. <clears throat> is Morgan that halfway point? Is he the balance between the priest and Rick? Because the priest is... Gone off the deep end. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's all like, oh, I don't want to hurt anybody. And he, you know, he didn't even want to defend himself. Of course, he was trying to commit suicide in the episode. But, you know, he never wanted to attack the zombies you know, even the whole way between Atlanta and Alexandria, you, you never got the idea that he did anything to help defend the group. 
And then you have Rick, who's obviously, he's about ready to fuck anything up he wants to, and even connived to do it. And then you have Morgan, who's like, he's zen, he's kick-ass, he's in the middle. Like, is this the way this world should be? So you're thinking he's a good possible leader? If it, I mean, we've already seen it diverge from the comic book, so yeah. But I also think that Lenny James probably isn't going to be around for very many episodes, so he's probably expendable. Uh-oh. I mean, um, that, that uh, uh, I guess it would be a Joe Staff, the you know, Bo Staff, Joe Staff, right, right, right. was pretty kick-ass. That it was. That it was. Yeah. All right, Jammers, you've been strangely silent over there. What's going on? Yeah, that is weird. No, I just I want to say, I don't know what got cut out or didn't before, because I wanted to talk about, I've been binge-watching it. And yeah, I had to binge-watch a lot of this to kind of catch up. I don't have cable and stuff. And um, I thought in binge-watching it, it... It was not very good for me because uh, it became like pornographic, and everyone thinks immediately that I'm talking about having to kill the zombies one after yeah. another. It's emotionally grueling to watch one episode for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like to watch Rick Grimes over and over again. You know, he he like comes out of a coma and he's like, "Oh, my family's gone," and he makes his fucking face. <sighs> And then, you know, he goes and finds him, and it's like, oh, my best friend's been fucking my wife. I'm not feeling the love for Rick here. And then... There, there isn't really a lot of... And then, well, yeah, and then, and then, like, oh, my wife is pregnant, and it's probably not mine. Uh, and he makes that face. And it goes on and on for five years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um... Yeah, yeah. Last time we were talking a little bit about the neutral mask and points of entry into works of art. And he is, for me, like, he's not empathetic. Like, if I see shit happen to him, like, like, like something bad is going down and Michonne's in trouble, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, that's my girl, you know what I mean? Like, something bad happens to Rick, and it's like, eh. Well, well I don't have a psychology degree. Is, does that qualify Rick as somewhat of a psychotic? Uh, for having suffered over and over again? The, the, so his, I think it's more about, you know, the it, behavior. But you combine that with his reactions to things uh, and, and his current environment, and... Uh, yeah, who you, get the, you get the idea that he's lack he lacks empathy. Like when there's the episode when he reunites with his daughter finally, and like he you know <laughs> he has a cool moment, and so he's not cold and dead inside yet. But uh, going back to the neutral mask idea, it's like he wasn't all that excited either. He tried to be nice and leave violence behind, and see where that left him. Yeah. Remember when he wanted to be a farmer? Yeah, I'm not even talking about his choice of action what he does it like he's suffered too much for me to care anymore but it's like with rick grimes it's like i watch him get crapped on over and over and over again and uh, i think part of this is just because i'm binge watching it there's not a lot of downtime it's just all emotional lows over and over and over again that's what i mean by saying oh, so okay that, that goes back to the uh, the final up the final episode of the season five then it's like i actually think there was more of a triumphant note than we've ever had in the show before because finally we actually have them making the decisions like with the season finale last time we had like the terminus and you know they're gonna fucking kill the terminus people like mm -hmm. you know, straight up Whereas this time, it's like, you know, I could, we could have killed you, but we can't operate like that. Like, it's our choice. If we can coexist, we'll be all right, maybe again. The Terminus people definitely earned killing. Correct, yeah. But this is also what I'm talking about with these. You have these same plot archetypes that keep replaying over and over again. 
Because, like, I just saw Woodbury. Okay. And then the governor takes over. What was the group that were out in the middle of nowhere? He takes them over with the tank. Newberry? Then, oh, yeah. You're talking about the governor of Newberry? <clears throat> Did they call it Newberry? It was, he was the governor of Woodbury. Oh, yeah. And then he becomes the governor of the people, you know, the leader of them with the tank. Oh, oh, oh where, where, where Terra comes from. Right. So it's like every group of humans who have survived becomes subverted and evil and has to go after Rick Grimes of all people. You know, just by chance, of course, because you have all these plot contrivances thrown in, so it happens. But they're always going after Rick Grimes. And then they get the Terminus, and it's like, oh, you know, it's well, the same thing. They're over after again. Rick, Rick Grimes because um, how many people are left? Right. I mean, the, obviously you have these wolves operating and with all these W's on the zombies walking around, un, you know, completely unaware of his existence. And you know it's going to come yeah. to a head, but I think that's more of a fact that... And the claimers went after Rick as well. The pictures at the end, the, the, the one guy who was out with Daryl, he uh, must have left his backpack behind because remember the one wolf guy? You're talking about the, the red poncho guy? Um... Uh, no. No, one of the wolves. <clears throat> one oh, of the, okay. Remember yeah, yeah. he was looking through the pictures of the settlement? So. Oh, yeah. That's, so I actually. He's getting into. I don't think I got that. He's getting in. Yeah, he was the, the, sorry. Remember the guy, what's the guy's name that went out, that went out searching for new people with Daryl? Aaron. Aaron? Yeah. Um. Well, he must have left his backpack behind because he, those pictures that he carries around with him to show people. Oh yeah. So now they have intel. That's because like, when Morgan left him in those co in that car. Yeah. Is that where the setup was? Okay, I got so you. So now the wolves have intel on their oh, on their, yeah, on yeah, their yeah. little town. Yeah. We're also as far as like <clears throat> talking about the divergence from the comic book. Um, I love the fact. Okay, from the get go, Daryl has existed outside of <laughs> the comic book world, uh, and finally we get to the point where Daryl's story is probably converging with the character from the comic book, the guy that they call Jesus. Uh, obviously they've saved... <laughs> the Saviors is no longer being used as the uh, predatory group and they're changing the name of one of the other characters. Well, they're replacing the character, essentially, Jesus, with Daryl. Uh, which I actually thought was a masterstroke because it, it played perfectly to how we've come to know Daryl as a character. Uh... And I actually, I really, I've enjoyed the interaction between Aaron and Daryl. Because of anybody inside Alexandria, like, Aaron knew what the hell was up. Like, he had the most savvy of anyone inside, but well, it just wasn't enough. Just like Daryl, before the fall, like they were describing, he was, they were already not living in the same exact world as everyone else. Right, true. So the loss of that world doesn't have as much of a bite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I like the episode this season where, was it Rick was talking about how they are the living dead? Yeah, they yeah. are the walking dead. They are the walking dead. They I'm are sorry. the walking dead, yeah. Yeah, they are the walking dead, because it kind of lampshaded everything we're talking about. Yeah. Like, their entire purpose is just to suffer, and maybe I need to get used to that. You can't look at it like any other show. But, well, um, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. And, of course, we've got the, uh, the spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead, which... I just do not like that name. Where's the but, setting going to be for uh, that? It's Los Angeles. It's supposed to give you the uh, first days <coughs> of the zombie apocalypse. But according to, to Robert Kirkman, the creator, he's not planning to leave it there. So we're going to get the quick, you know, this is how it happened. We might we might get a this is how it happened. My, my guess is they won't touch it with a 30-foot pole. Uh, they're just going to be like, all right, this is the shit that went down. This is how it went down. This is how civilization collapsed. 
but they're not going to say why. But anyway, uh, as far as like making that convert, they have a lot of speculation. Is this going to uh, bring any sort of crossovers and if that's all been shot down? I wouldn't want it that way anyway, honestly. I mean, this you're on opposite coasts of the United States with how many hundred million zombies in between let's like let's not even go there maybe they should have done a different country like england or australia uh they're, they're all going to be chilling out in the castles according to george george martin did you guys see that no oh uh, hell yeah they george were originally martin meant this to keep week people that out how he would survive the walking dead was uh they'd be all right in europe because they can just go hang out in castles and stuff i'm like well that's you raid the Royal Armory Museum at Leeds, get some armor and some blunt weapons to mix with That's your true. rifles. That's true. And... God, you sound like you're really enjoying this. Uh, well, hey, uh, Jimmers, that's the uh, the point, isn't it? It's like, how many of us in this room have a zombie contingency plan? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because uh, <laughs> I, always... I learned how to fight. Oh, that was all my three zombie. of us? <laughs> you know, like we always say, you know... Um, in order to ensure peace, we must prepare for war. But it's funny because, like, in preparing for war, you ensure that eventually there is going to be a war. You know, like if you spend thirty percent of your country's if GDP there's money to be made on of it. the Pentagon and and you know defense, like, and, hey, um, we're not sure about the morality of this war, this invasion. Should we do? Well, it's like shit. We already spent so many trillions of dollars. Like we're going to war. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, in three hundred. Yeah, the Spartans would never be like, oh, man, you know, there, there's a chance we might go out, have to go off to war. Do you think we should do the thing that we've been preparing every day of our entire lives to do? Oh, well, yeah. the answer is uh, without, without fucking Yeah, They yeah. turned war into a business. Whenever there's a profit motive to go to war, you will. True that. All right, guys, let's try to uh, wrap up our take on The Walking Dead. Uh, and, of course, we have high hopes for the next season but uh, in the spirit of also uh march madness we have the final four happening this weekend uh duke michigan state kentucky and wisconsin i believe and i know that nobody in this room actually gives a fuck about that however some people listening probably do and in the spirit of march madness although the bracket has dwindled to four we have ladies and gentlemen for you our zombie march madness bracket all right guys are you, are you ready for this are you ready to talk about this maybe all right so you yeah. you, you got the bracket ahead of time and uh we have some buy you know, teams with a buy because i think some of these are going to you know be shoe-ins and we originally started with a 24 team bracket and whittled it down to half that uh, for sake of time, but also because just some things are fucking lame. <clears throat> we will start with this. 28 Days Later versus Jesse Peterson's novel series, Married with Zombies. 28 now, Days. Before you guys poo-poo <laughs> Jesse Peterson's Married with Zombies series. Which I don't read books. You haven't read. Uh, yeah, I've I haven't like read it been yet. reading the zombie novels voraciously lady, lately, not lady. Uh, Jesse Peterson is a lady and uh, a damn good writer. In the meantime, however, Married with Zombies is a uh, Seattle couple are in marriage counseling uh, when the zombie apocalypse breaks out and their uh, shrink is a zombie. 
and that's how the uh, story begins. Of course, they hate each other, and uh, they survive. They get out of Seattle, and you know the long story short is, uh, by the end of it, the eastern part of the United States has saved themselves by building walls, and basically the the whole entirety of beyond the Mississippi to the west is lost. Uh, and these characters are pivotal in reclaiming the West part of the United States and reclaiming the world. And I don't want to give too much away because I'd really like to encourage people to read it because it's good stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we have 28 Days Later, which I have to say I love as well. Written by Alex Garland. You guys are familiar with Alex Garland's work? No. He has a new movie coming out that he's his directorial debut, uh, Ex Machina, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, I saw some stuff Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I mean, looks great. He's a great writer. He's uh, frequently co collaborates with Danny Boyle, which uh, was the director on the film 28 Days that's Later. That's the one with the hot, bald robot? Yeah, that's yeah. her. Okay. Uh, 28 Days Later, of course, it turns the zombie paradigm on its head. Uh, they are the first fast zombies, but you could also ar argue that they weren't, in fact, zombies at all. Hey, I just want to stop you there and say I hate discussions like this. Because I've seen people, other people doing zombie lists and stuff before, and they'll talk about this movie being good, that movie being good. And 28 Days Later is a case in point. Right? Well, it's not really a zombie movie because I consider a zombie movie to be X Y Z. And let, like, let's just all agree, like these. It's are a zombie, zombie movie, like yeah, straight up. Like, it is. Up. Yeah. That's why it's on the bracket. It's definitely a zombie movie. It's, a zombie it's just movie. a different kind of zombie. And but you can I like how they explain the running zombie. They're not dead. They're alive. They're just. They're they're hard, they're both harder to kill because they're faster, but also you can kill them the way you kill a person. Well, you can starve them out, which is what happens at the end of the and movie. And you can yeah. you can shoot them in the heart, and there you go. Yeah, right, right, right. But they're also it's uh, much more communicable than some of the other zombie viruses uh, you see what, out there. What pisses me off about almost every zombie movie is the the rate of infection. Like eight seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, seconds. yeah. I mean, it's fiction. We'll we'll get. It would that. have to be a neurotoxin. To work that fast. <laughs> All right, guys. So I, I'm getting the uh, impression that 28 Days Later wins this bout. Only because I haven't read the other one yet. Oh, it, it's it's hilarious. It's it's poignant. Uh, it's worth a read. I just wanted to sort of get it out there. So maybe people uh, pick it up. Amazon. Yeah, I, I would go with 28 Days Later for pragmatic reasons also. Because well, then we're not going to have anything to talk about for next track either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do love Danny Boy. Honestly, 28 Days Later, it... Definitely brought me back into the genre. What year did 28 Days Later come out, too? Oh, geez. Was that 02? What year yeah, are we right in right now? Yeah, it was... What year are we in right now? I have no idea. All right, guys. Next one, we have the remaining series, which mm -hmm. Jeff and I have read, and I guess we will speak to. And there's a show that's on sci-fi now called Z Nation. Mm -hmm. Have you guys gotten a chance to check that one out? No, I haven't checked out either of these, so go ahead. Give me um, your hard sell. I've checked out. I haven't watched all the um, Z Nation, but I, I've i read five um, up to the current remaining yeah. series. I like it a lot. Right, and uh, whittling down the 2014 bracket, uh, it was sort of, this is the one slot I couldn't really decide about because Z Nation's fucking terrible. Straight up, it's bad. It's pretty uh, fucking corny. And I, you know, I'm trying to help a novel a novel get through because people might be more familiar with uh, some of these other things. The anyway, remaining, but the remaining Z Nation. I mean, it has DJ Qualls. You know, he's not exactly known for his acting ability, and it's really the only name you might know. Uh, terrible writing. He's the one from uh, Supernatural. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He's Garth. Garth. Uh, anyway, it's it's 
it's a shit it's a shit show but i'm obsessed with zombies so i watched it anyway i watch it when i'm doing other things yeah probably and of course <laughs> jeffrey would you like to talk about the remaining series um by dj malls similar to 28 days later they're they're actually alive um i think it was what they say why it was a version of the y pestis uh, yeah. bacterium mm-hmm. and um they're not exactly smart but they're not completely dumb no they're m- much more animalistic yeah, they're basically just really dumb, hungry people because the the virus um, d- uh, damages the frontal lobe, and it also probably damages the amygdala because their temperature and and goes way up and their yeah, so metabolism goes way up. Research went into the the story. Yeah, they need like five thousand, six thousand calories a day to stay alive. Yeah. So, really That's dumb, hungry, eat anything. So not That's only are they going to be corral. so not only are they going to try to eat you they're gonna try to, they're gonna go and eat all the food Everything. that's left over yeah that's true in the in the so series you, they eat anything that they can get their hands on. at least the what they, they figure it out that they're going to eat to eat anything they can get their hands yeah they on. even figure out how to break open cans on the side of sidewalks you know yeah i'm still trying to get through the uh the most recent one that came out last month allegiance so don't tell me anything about that it's 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 very it's, it's one of the most realistic um type zombie fiction out there yeah it is i agree so I'm going to go ahead and put the rain, remaining forward on that one. All right, guys. Uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of contention on this side of the bracket. We have Rotten Ruin, the Jonathan Mayberry series, versus... Just, just started it. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, Shaun of the Dead wins. I'm yeah, sorry. Shaun of the Dead. Well, well, let me get Rotten Ruin. It's due because it's a great series. It is. Jonathan Mayberry. It's actually YA. Uh, it's a good read. It's about a kid who uh, lives sometime after the zombie apocalypse has actually occurred and people have holed themselves up into various survival camps uh, in the mountains of Northern California. They call them, they call them the Nine Towns. Uh, anyway, it's, the main character's name is Benny Amura and he is trying to uh, become a neo-samurai warrior that his, uh, his brother, who is actually full-blood of Japanese and Benny, the idea is uh, half Japanese, and they're, of course, half brothers. Half, Jap- half Japanese, half Irish. Uh, right. right. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it reads like YA, but it's a good series. It's very moving. And once you get to the conclusion, it's very, very satisfying uh, and altogether enjoyable. I love something the spin the Mayor Berry has on it. He also incorporates uh, one of his main characters from his other book series that sort of ends up in this uh, alternate reality version of one of his his other novels now uh, I, good stuff though i just got to i just uh got to the scene or past the scene where he they had their first uh kenjitsu lesson with his friends oh yeah yeah and i answered every, you know when he's asking him all those questions i answered everyone right you know what that means you get a cookie <laughs> a samurai cookie. uh but the I'm, I'm listening to it and the guy when you read a book and you come across a word you've never seen before Look up the pronunciation. It's not Bakken. It's Boken. Boken. All right. Uh, anyway, so we'll be putting Shaun of the Dead in there. The uh, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, directed by... Oh, come on. He just dropped... Edgar Wright. Just dropped out of Van Man a few months ago. All right. Uh, and then, of course, the first part of the bracket's almost done. Now, this one, it's going to be a lot of contention, at least from... 
the listener end. Are we not going to talk about Shaun of the Dead at all? I think between us, we know what we're going to choose. At least I know what two of us are going to choose. We're not going to talk about Shaun of the Dead at all? Oh, no, we will, because we'll have to when we get to the buy the buy section. Okay. All right. World War Z versus Pontypool. Fuck you. <laughs> Pontypool. I, I hated it. I'm sorry. Uh, Jeffrey, you are in the... You're in the minority here, uh, and then World War Z. Okay, actually, I'm in the minority. Yeah, I enjoyed World War Z. I enjoyed both of them. But in the book, okay. anyway. Yeah. Like World War Z was technically proficient, and it was a well done zombie movie. I actually and don't think the it was movie. Well done. I like, uh, yeah, like I usually hate like the the CG over the top stuff that makes it look like Lord of the Rings crap. But um, I, I think it kind of worked, like when they're in Israel. And they're they're uh, hold up in Jerusalem. I, I mean, I thought it was interesting because, yeah. like, well, I mean, you know, we talk about um, preparation for zombies and stuff, and we kind of like secretly there's a part of us that's like, you know, I saved ten thousand rounds of ammunition in in my garage. Like, when am I going to get to use it? Like, you kind of want like a zombie outbreak to happen, so you no, can just be like, check this shit out. No, I mean, I secretly you kind of do. There's a part of you subconsciously that does. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, what, really what do you don't. What do you do? You know, like you're you're a martial arts expert and stuff. You know, like if you're, you how much time do you spend? You know, like practicing martial arts and honing your skills and so forth. Um, not as so much as I used to, but you he get does to a, a lot. Much more. Than okay, okay, like hours a week. You know, <laughs> you get to a point. Like, like part of you, But yeah, like you never want to be in the situation. But then when you're lying on your deathbed, and you're like, oh, I put all that time into it, and it never bore any fruit of the tree. It's my version of chess. It, it's, All it's right. a fun game to play. Yeah, but I mean, you're back, playing back it as a simulacrum for something that would actually the zombies, happen. The zombies in uh, World War Z, it's true. Human beings can be that strong and can be that aggressive. Because we only, we only use, consciously we can only... I, I, um, just, I have a problem with the utter disregard for physics yeah, well, and consciously, physiology, however. Consciously, we, we can only usually use about uh, one-third of the, of the muscle fibers will twitch All right, in action. well, so I think a lot of people probably Wait, have hold on, hold on, let me finish. Oh, geez, Jeff, go. Let me finish. Um, you can use all of it, but, it, but after you use it, it typically tears away from the bone. Right. So you get that one shot of, of, super, I can, strength. of super strength, and then you're done. You can't just keep going and, and going and going and going. After that. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand that because, like, you're saying that your knowledge of physiology is such that it makes it hard for you to suspend disbelief when you're watching the film. That's your complaint about it. I complain about but, yeah, a lot of stuff We have about all these zombies. other zombie series where they have no explanation whatsoever for them, <laughs> and we just write them off. Yeah, we're talking about, like, the, the rate of infection and whether it's a neurotoxin and whatnot. No, I, like, I'm just like, okay, it's a plot device. They're super yeah, strong because yeah. otherwise... Because, like, he is backed by the American military, and it's eventually the Israeli military, and they're behind giant walls. And so, like, what do they do about that? All right, so is a, a plot contrivance. They're super strong, and they can stack up on top of each other and climb the wall. Oh, I'm like, okay. I, that's the, I, that's yeah, the it's, it's a fun really movie. It's like a fun zombie movie point. for me. Well, that, right. World War Z is a fun so zombie So let's movie. go back to the bracket here, because uh, <clears throat> you, you guys have read the book, the novel World War Z? No, I haven't. It's, uh, much, more, no. it's much more enjoyable than the movie, in my opinion. Uh, but anyway, there's both the novel and the movie for Pontypool, which apparently Jeffrey hates, and Pontypool will, will get it to revisit later, uh, actually a couple times over. So, uh, Jimmers, do you have anything to say in, in offense or defense of Pontypool? Pontypool is the exact opposite of World War Z. In that? World War Z is, uh, I feel like I'm going to play this word out today, World War Z is like zombie porn 
and Pontypool is like zombie phone sex. <laughs> Wait, I'd rather have porn. That's true, because a lot of it was audio. <laughs> no, I, I don't think you do. Um, that's why it's so good. I mean, how many times in, in World War Z were you really terrified? See, as I told you, Pont- I didn't really like the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to explain all of Pontypool to, to go through and kind of get it. But, I mean, like, you're... Uh, it's pretty much right. a zombie movie with no zombie for, movie. For the yeah, listeners, listen well, let's, let's explain what Pontypool basically is in the premise. Uh, the premise of Pontypool is it's a uh, it's a zombie infection spread by spreading sound. in Canada because that's where the film was made, and the infection device is unlike anything you've ever heard of or even thought of before, which makes it particularly genius and ridiculous. And not ridiculous at all, uh, especially because... Yeah, zombie movies are never ridiculous. Yeah, well, but ever since George Romero, zombie movies have always been meant to be metaphorical. And, you know, in the last 15 years, it's sort of gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the hell out of Pontypool and the fact that it's, it's grabbing the metaphors by the nuts and trying to ram it down your throat. I get it, because apparently that's what the Jeff has the beef with. But it has something to say. Whereas most zombie movies... These days don't have a whole lot to say. All right, so uh, Jimmers, the infection is spread by sound. It's not sound. All what, right, what was it then? We'll talk about that later. Okay, so the uh, <laughs> what we don't want to st- we don't we don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but we got it. But that's assuming that Pony Pool is automatically moving forward. Uh, that's what we're. I'm calling for a vote here. All right, all in favor of Ponty Pool? Aye. Aye. In favor of World War Z? Fuckers! <laughs> I gotta uh, say, it's close though. I, I it, mean, it is close. That's why I put, but, like, they're, they're completely. I put different. those two together. Yeah, they're, they're totally different types of movies, and they're great. I, I, I also like the fact that it's. Uh, also, could have used some better actors. Maybe that would have helped a little. Pawnee Pool. Pawnee Pool. No. Caddy was great. Uh, I don't know. I I was shocked I was... when I because I saw the movie first and I started reading about the movie. I couldn't believe that it was supposed to be filmed on this shoestring budget and all this stuff. Because like uh, like um what's his name Brian McCaddy I think he was from Watchmen also like he seemed like he should be getting like twenty million dollars a film I thought it was phenomenal uh yeah and he he showed up in the Avengers Avengers of all places uh in the most recent Avengers film I anyway guess, I guess I'm outvoted but it's, you are it's fucking weird all right uh moving on guys we're back to the other side we're we're have our bye zombie movies versus the ones who went through the first round we bye have The Walking zombie? Dead. Versus 28 Days Later. Yeah, this is where it gets hard. Um, Walking Dead. All right, Jeffrey, Walking Dead. I'll say Walking Dead because I feel like I have more to talk about with Walking Dead. <laughs> so, I, I mean, well, because you're so you're being self-serving. Yeah, I mean, there, there's Dead. zombie movies that are good on the screen, and there's zombie movies that are good in your head, or when you're uh, sitting around yeah. talking with your friends. Uh, okay, and it, it's sort of you know, like 28 Days Later. It yeah, it's technically proficient. It was horrifying. It was revolutionary. I don't know, Walking Dead, you know, like some of us have devoted years of our life to it in one way or another. All right, uh, I will say a little bit about 28 Days Later. I, I love the idea of, you know, don't fear the, the monster without, fear the monster within, but that's something we've seen many, many times before, and Walking Dead not only tackles that, it does a lot of other, you know, issues as well, so we got to give it to Walking Dead, because as far as, narratively, it just has a lot more going on for it. As far as 28 Days Later, the remaining did it better. Uh, hey, psst, wait until we get there on the bracket, Jeff. God damn. <laughs> All right, Resident Evil. 
is the buy winner on the uh, last one versus the remaining. Hold on, when we talk about Resident Evil, are we talking about the whole shebang, the video game? You know what? Uh, I did not include video games on this just okay. because uh, very, very few of us are very knowledgeable about yeah, the video game series. Yeah, I don't know anything about series. them. I, think, uh, I might give it a shot. How did, I, I played how Resident it? Evil 4, and that's about it. it was, how did it, it get good. a buy? Uh, well, because there are several films, and it's one of the most popular zombie stories out there. So let's talk about it. Resident Evil movies versus the remaining book series. The remaining has to win all the way. All right. So it's Jeffrey's so much more realistic. Jimmers. All right. Um, I've I've seen one. I've seen, no, I've seen two Resident Evil films. How many are there? I think there are four. Or five. Oh, really? <laughs> more than probably. They should extinction apocalypse. Yeah. They should Mila have stopped Jibovich's at zero. Vagina. I don't I, know. Hold on. I said they should have stopped at zero. You're <laughs> um, voting for the remaining then. Yeah, sight I, unseen. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing it in the okay, film. I, the the one thing about the I love the first movie. I really did. It was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I've always had a thing for zombie dogs. As fuck. Those are the fucking zombie creepy. dogs. I you know yeah. I love the uh, evil artificial intelligence behind the whole zombie thing. As a little girl. Yeah, yeah, that was frightening. Uh, yeah, and it was also but, a cliche, but yeah, it was frightening. Everything after the first movie was just terrible. The, the most recent movie I watched on cable one day, and it was... Oh, Christ, it was terrible. I've only watched the first All two, right, I think. The, the Jamal's, the remaining, gets through. Mm-hmm. All right, here's where it gets uh, even stickier. stickier. We got the George Romero dead... And that includes all of his films, Night, you know, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead, uh, Diary of the Dead. Those are all the Romero ones. All right. Romero's Dead versus Shaun of the Dead. But we have to think there would be no Shaun of the Dead without, without Romero's Dead. So I, how we how we play this one? I, yeah, there wouldn't be Shaun of the Dead, but I think Shaun of the Dead... Did As a movie, it's probably the best out of all, you know, everything. Yes. yes. But there would be no Shaun of the Dead without Romero. Yeah, that does. Like, there would actually be no conversation or bracket or Walking Dead or anything without well, Romero. Well, that'd be like saying there'd be no Voyager space probe without, uh, you know, Cassini. Oh, oh okay, gotcha. The, the strong all right, Jammers, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Romero. Uh, Romero, uh, just because of the contribution, because some of those Romero Romero films are pretty bad. bad. Yeah, uh, they're pretty bad. Um, Survival of the Dead, and what was the one after it? A Diary of the Dead. Then that was horrible. horrible. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Land of the Dead yeah. either. I gave it a pass. I thought it was passable. I saw a documentary years ago. I think it was on um, Stars about uh, all of the really bad midnight films that used to, to air. And, um, you know, they're talking about Night of the Living Dead. And a lot of people, I, this isn't the first place I'd heard this theory, a lot of people, you know, they postulate right. that it was supposed to be about the spread of communism. Oh, yeah, I've heard, that. Of Vietnam. I've heard that. And Romero was actually in the documentary. If memory serves, you know, how much also heard, doing. Also heard about, you know, it was a symbolism for, you know, poor, well, I guess that would be kind of poor people taking everything. The unwashed, dirty men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I feel like there are other zombie films that are about this. Um, but like, like the fact that it, it kind of coincided with Vietnam and it's such an interesting idea, even if Romero disowns the idea, he was probably hanging out with a bunch of his friends smoking a lot of pot and subconsciously on some level, they knew like, what is the real world threat of something that's spreading, you know, via ideology. And they, they probably kind of sort of knew. I feel like it was interesting. You're talking about Daryl 
with Walking Dead because I feel like that I'm always thinking about class. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about it acutely, like especially like um, season four, where they cover a little bit of Michonne's backstory. They cover his backstory when he's hanging out with Beth. Hey, do y'all remember the episode where um, Beth wants to get drunk on peach snops? Oh, and so yeah, they're like yeah. walking all over the place, and they have to go in, and they, they end up robbing a country club. Yeah. And uh, I, like I, I was thinking about the premise of that. It's like the worst episode I could ever possibly imagine. It's my favorite episode of Walking Dead. Really? I love that one. Yeah. I love that's that one. He wants that's to a hit. pretty good one. I mean, like, they were in, they were in the house of the so. He wants to hit that, probably. Oh, Beth? I do yeah. love Emily Kinney. I mean, I, I, I would date her, sure. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was uh, it was really cool. But um, I was thinking about that with The Walking Dead because they're they're turned into just raw consumers. You know, is that supposed to be like the proletariat? But it's funny because in real life, you know, who are the real consumers, you know, who produce nothing and just consume and consume and consume it's the wealthy yeah. americans the t- upper yeah, 20 the, <laughs> the upper 20 to one percent okay so I, you're right romero early on especially had a lot more to say and he's i love the fact that in the early romero films he was the only one doing it at the time besides like star trek but he had a, he had a black man as the hero in 1968 who did that, that right was, did you ever get a little awesome. mythos behind that go no it's supposed to be he'd written the script of the thing and he was just looking for actors and he happened to be the best actor, and he was trying to say that there was absolutely absolutely no racial connotations in his decision. Uh, I think it's yeah. I mean, well, it's just, it's the, the, it's the same thing we were just talking about with Vietnam. I'm, like in the back of your head, you have to be thinking about it. He had because he does the same thing in Dawn and Day, mm-hmm. and the, well, this is sort of the uh, converse of that. But you look at Land of the Dead. Who's the leader of the zombie pack? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. black man the... who's like the smart one. Who used to be one of the lowest of the low in the yeah, eyes of all the All right, so you know what? I think we got to go Romero on this one. No, no, yeah, no, like no, Shaun no, of the, no, Wait, Shaun of the no, Dead no. is a parody of zombie movies. But, and it's brilliant. It is. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's brilliant. But Night of the Dead and all the Romero films are a parody of life. And it is. Brilliant. All right. Can you, can you rise up and beat the master? All right, that, that's that's it. All right, guys. Uh, so which one did we decide the next on? Buy, which one did we decide on? We decided on Romero. You got to vote it again, Jeff. Sorry, but not sorry. All right, Pontypool versus Zack Snyder's 2004 Dawn of the Dead. Fuck you. Um, I'm, I'm making our lives miserable because I think our uh, we're mind twinning our opinions of these I, movies. Why did you put these two together? Because we had to talk the about them at some point. I didn't really like. Either of them that well? Oh god damn it! Oh my god! So, oh. whatever you. No, okay. Can I, I speak vote? I vote nay on either. Can I vote, vote um, <laughs> in defense of Zack Snyder? Outvoted. Um, I I love Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's one of the As I do always I. come back to it. I always end up rewatching it, and it's one of these films where I kind of look at it like a cryptic text. I like do. I, have to I do. It. The new one or the old one? This is the new one. The new this one. Two thousand four. Zack Snyder. And um, I uh. It's interesting because when did it come out? Two thousand four, I think. Mm-hmm. Which like people forget, like how long nine eleven lingered. I think pretty much the entire Bush administration. The, the, the whole decade. I mean, the beginning of two thousand nine. Up, yeah, up until right. the financial crisis, that was it. Yeah, and then Bin Laden was allegedly killed, or all this garbage you hear about. Um, <laughs> uh oh. I mean, who knows? Conspiracy. This is well. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is why I've given up on empirical knowledge. Uh, okay. Thinking about things. Well, that's better. a podcast and, for another day. Keep going. <laughs> and. Uh, but if you look at the very beginning of it, what's the very first shot at the beginning? Like after 
Um, the girl walks out of the hospital and she goes home. It is better than Pontypool. I will have to, yeah, that, have to say that. Okay, well, let's discuss. Um, what is the very first shot you see for the opening credits? And it starts playing Johnny Cash. Oh, that was brilliant. Do you remember? It's. I feel, the, I feel which, like that was the first time like they started using Johnny Cash for which everything. Uh, yeah, but they were first, so they, which, they get to, which they get song? to pass. Which song? Man um, come around, when the man comes around, which yeah. is yeah, the close to Book of Revelation at the end, you're like, what the fuck? You that gets yeah. used a lot in, most, in films. Well, yeah, but I, I'm saying, like, where did it come from? Because I think this originated and it was such a good idea. I, I feel I see Johnny Cash used for the play over things for montage and stuff all the time now. Yeah. So I, I think it was, you know, really original. Um, but the very first shot you see in the credits, after the proper movie has started and the zombie outbreak is supposed to be underway, it's a giant mosque, obviously in the Middle East, everyone is robed, and just thousands of people bowing at the same time. And um, then it cuts to all the other scenes, and you see NATO troops fighting in obviously foreign countries. It looks like it's the Middle East, if not Turkey or somewhere. Right, right. And then you see uh, what looks like contractors or some kind of special forces on the lawn of the White House getting overrun. And they're obvious. Uh, if you just watch the credits alone, you would be like, "Holy shit! This is a movie about foreign policy in the Middle East and yeah. the, the rise of Islamic fundamentalism." And uh, I mean, it's really cool because which was, a, it was back then that was like a new thing, right? And they were just starting to do that, like Battlestar Galactica and stuff yeah. too. That was brilliant. And I was, I was thinking, like, two thousand four seems like it's a long way. Oh, nine eleven was two thousand one. But I remember going to New York, uh, spring of two thousand three, and I, the, when you went to Ground Zero, I mean, people were still crying. At, at the memorial at Ground Zero, and just covered with flowers everywhere. You know, like, that. it was a couple of years that really lingered, and how long does it take to make a movie, anyway? I think, like, it's pretty clearly that that's what it's about. Um, you which, think all that, all the shit that's happened because of, what, 12, 13 assholes? Yeah. 19, but it was going to happen anyway, though, 19. because it happened before, just it hadn't happened quite as successfully as what those assholes... So y'all, y'all secretly don't want a zombie outbreak just to kind of like, you know, on some level, you know, test your shit out. Dude, so you, you know, you, uh, I, I like running toilets about that, and electricity. Maybe. All right. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're going to, oh, geez. Pontypool versus Zack Snyder's oh, dead, okay. man. You know what? I'm going to go with, with my gut right now, and that's Pontypool. Because, you know, oh, it's man. so fucking hard for me, but. Yeah. All right, I, I'm okay, going like, all right. So we, it, my, it's up to you, Buchanan. All right, Here, here's the deal. I uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, especially if you stay and watch the last scenes through the credits, uh, it stands as one of the very few works of nihilist fiction out there, and. Uh, it's hey, I I wonder about this too because it's weird because the tone of the film obviously changes. Like it goes to a found footage thing at yeah. the end of the film. You're talking about where they're on the sailboat and then they land on oh, the yeah, island. Yeah, they think yeah. they have salvation and then all the zombies come running out and they realize they're screwed anyway. Which is kind of interesting because yeah, um, what are the the political implications of that? You know, like you can fight Islamic fundamentalism, but like there's no no salvation. You're never going right. anywhere. And here's the truth about dogs and zombie and a zombie apocalypse: until you have a camp that's set up and secure, bye, doggy. Yeah, zombies are li- or dogs are a liability. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm 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 very much torn on this one too because Dawn of the Dead was much more frightening to me than uh, anything I had watched. Pawnee Pool I just thought was fucking brilliant on so many levels. Yeah. But in um, terms of a zombie movie and a zombie movie alone, I'm going with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Bye bye Pawnee Pool. And I, you know what? I feel like Sorry, you know, guys. a month ago I would have said Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. 
I feel like a month from now I could easily see myself oh, yeah. going with yeah. Dawn of the Dead again. I agree. Bonnie Pole has been in my, my kind of like my mind a lot lately, and I've been thinking and writing a lot about it. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we have Walking Dead. Or we're down to our final four: mm-hmm. Walking Dead versus the remaining. Oh God. Oh yeah. Well, it's not going to get any easier. I'm not seeing the remaining. I'm going to go with I'm Walking a, Dead. Y'all decide. I'm. I'm. <laughs> since the remaining is more realistic, but still has the element of the most dangerous things still out there are still people. They're still. It's. It's not. The, it's not. Well, that's the, the, the Walking Dead. Yeah, that, and that's well, what that's I, think I was going to say about the Walking Dead in the later seasons. Also, is, is the people are because well, like, you know like once I, you learn how to deal with the zombies because what the because is they both have those elements. Those cancel each other out. So, the, so which zombies do you like better? Do you like the living? No, see, I disagree. Zombies? I think it's the characters that are going to make my opinion on this one. Well, you like? I prefer the characters. In well, there's Michonne. And there's, I, I, you know, as good as the remaining series is, the characterization is better on The Walking is, Dead. Is Michonne everyone's favorite character? No, mine is. My well, it's funny. It was just the first thing you Well, you mind. know, just Michonne, like fucking Carol. Who, who would have known yeah, just from right. season one to season five that Carol would be like one of my top three favorite characters? The Emergence. That's great writing, <laughs> great characterization. I, yeah. But I'm, I've been enjoying, and maybe it's different because I, I listened to it instead of instead of read it. Yeah. So, poss- so possibly it's the actor reading the book mm-hmm. that is giving it a little extra life that maybe the words on the page don't quite have. Well, see, I read the comic books and, and well, of course, watch the show on a semi-religious la- level. Uh, I got to go Walking Dead in this one because the characters oh, versus God. the remaining. Um, I have much more affection for the characters than, I, I, than the remaining. I like them both, so I might have to abstain. All right, Walking yeah, Dead it, it is. Matter, yeah. okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've got Romero's dead versus Zack Snyder's dead. I'm gonna go with Romero uh, for the same reasons reason, we discussed. Yeah, because you have the night of, night of the, the. They're coming to get you, yeah. Barbara. You have Night of the Walking Dead. Then <laughs> we're talking about Vietnam, whether Romero wants to admit it or not. And then, like, we also have the original Dawn of the Dead, which was an interesting. It, that, of course, that would right up there capitalism. too. Capitalism, right? I mean, that's how I read it, at least. No, no, no it, it definitely but, is, and he's he said as much. Yeah, and so. Um, I, this is kind of the same thing we were just talking about with Shaun of the Dead, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, Romero has a canon, and I feel like I would have more to talk about with all the films. If you just wanted to pick like one singular thing that this is the most technically proficient zombie masterpiece ever, all right, maybe Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Right, kind of right. My heart. I'm with you there. But I, I mean, like Romero is a canon. Romero, as far film. as like cultural yeah. impact, cultural, cultural impact, influence, yeah. influence. I will say. With the the uh, Snyder's walking, uh, not walking, Snyder's um, Dawn of the Dead, when they open the door and they see a bunch of people just kind of walking by, looking normal, and he turns and his fucking arm's been gnawed off <laughs> and starts running <laughs> at them. <laughs> that was pretty. You know, that's cool. the thing. Like people give Zack Snyder shit. I haven't I, seen it in a while. Like I did yeah, not what? like. I did not like most of his movies come after, but I think he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Not, the more we talk about it, the more I'm remembering. I mean, but you also know who wrote the uh, script for Zack Snyder's Dawn, right? No. James Gunn, the same guy who did uh, Slither, the same guy who just did Guardians Slither. of the Galaxy. Oh, why wasn't Slither included? Slither's not a zombie movie, my friend. Those kind are aliens. Kind of, kind of. 
much less zombie, much more alien yeah. like body snatcher. Yeah, more yeah, invasion of the body snatchers esque. So, uh, so what's it gonna be, guys? Um, Romero. Yeah, I think I'll go Romero too. I think I think I'm forced to uh, go Romero, Romero, just because, in terms of the cultural impact, it's it's unparalleled. There, we would not be having this conversation without Romero. Okay, so that sets up the final guys. What it's Walking it? Dead versus the uh, Romero Dead, and this is sort of an obvious conclusion. I I had figured. I was hoping we might come something you know, a little bit more, but the here acting, we are. The acting, I think, is definitely superior in The Walking Dead. Okay, we got that. What else? I like long story arcs. Uh, I think they, they become more a part of your brain. They, they, you well, get, that's, that just sort of harkens to our being in the golden age of television, you as get, they say. You right get now. more attached. The more synapses you build in your brain, you get more attached to a certain thing. So I think that could be why I'm leaning towards Walking Dead, because it's more a part of my brain. Right, Jimmers, what are you thinking? You know, I'm kind of surprised Walking Dead made it this far for me. I think it's a result of you guys and the way the bracket was set up. I must be a bastard. So Walking Dead versus Romero. What do we got? Walking Dead. Uh, all right, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Romero, and I'm kind of surprised that. He's where he is in the tournament. Well, we, we we've discussed you know I mean? it. That's how it. it yeah, came I know. Out. That's like, how that's it what like every we went through one of these things like one at a time, and we discussed all of them. But it, you know, it's kind of like the same thing. Like how how does uh, you know Florida Gulf Coast end up in the the Sweet Sixteen or whatever? True, the true. You know what I mean? Like well, I can go back and watch the games, but it's it's hard for me to believe. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with Romero rather than Walking Dead, and it's almost like the same thing you're talking about, like. Because it's a large, overarching story for me, um, maybe the comic books are better, but uh, I feel like there's a lot of repetition, and this sounds kind of bizarre, too. I feel like with a zombie movie, there's only so much I can take, and then it just burns me out, and binge-watching Walking Dead, like I was talking about earlier, you see all the parallelisms or the repeated storylines or the things that just become tropes over the course of the series and yeah, it's wear on me. You also learn how they deal with the situations maybe a little better each time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, All right so that, that makes me the, the deciding vote then, doesn't it? You're the decider. Woo! Okay. Um, like I said, there'd be, there'd be no conversation without Romero here. And the first few movies did, well, okay, first two movies had a lot on his mind to say. Uh, however, I would put forth that the characters are utterly forgettable. Uh, the acting in many of them is, is very poor. Like, they're coming to get um, you, Barbara. And I'll tell you what, I, I have a lot of affection for what, what's going on with the characters in, in Walking Dead. I love the story that is ultimately being weaved and what's going on in the comic books as well sort of puts me over the top on that. So let's, I'm, I'm, my boy's Walking Dead. All right, Walking Dead. All right. We All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the big ding. Shields up, Captain. This landing is going to get pretty interesting. Define interesting. Oh, God, oh, God, we're all going to die? Perhaps today is a good day to die. <laughs>